What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for February 6, 2023. The wait is over. It is Super Bowl week officially. The Eagles landed yesterday. And we can actually start focusing on football and, and getting ready for the game instead of all the side stories. Sure, there's going to be a ton of side stories. Like Sunday, all day Sunday is just going to be, that's where you're going to hear what the last guy on the bench ate for dinner like it's it's going to be crazy but at least now there's they're going to start practicing in arizona there's the media days and everything so we're finally going to have some things that we can like some substance uh so that's a good thing like it's getting to the point it seems like it's been so long since the nfc championship game so we can actually focus on football we're less than a week away thank god um but uh there was the, I guess they called it the send-off party yesterday at the link. And they did send us something for tickets. I didn't buy them. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I know anybody who went down. But it was interesting. It wasn't quite what I thought. I was expecting more pep rally. And really, it was the Dave Spadaro introducing a couple of the stars, the Eagles pep band singing Fly, Eagles, Fly. Sirianni talked, and that was it. And all they kept saying was, we got to catch a plane. We got to catch a plane. And... Maybe they should have started it earlier, timed it better with their flight. I don't know, but it just – I'm glad I didn't buy tickets for it. It was not what I expected. I watched it on TV, and I was just like, oh, wow, that's it. And I even got the sense that Channel 10, when they were, were showing it, they were kind of like, okay, like we thought this was going to go more. But anyway, it's Super Bowl week. The Eagles are in Arizona. Let's do it. Today's Philly Sports Black History Spotlight, we're going to talk about Dick Allen. He was the, really the first Phillies black superstar. Uh, he came up in 1964 um, as a third baseman. Now, what was crazy about that, he never played third base before in his life um, at a competitive level. But the Phillies had did some trades, or I forget the, the backstory, but basically they needed a right-handed bat in the lineup. And where they're, I guess, he, either first base or outfield, where they normally probably would have put him, they had guys there already. So uh, needless to say, he made a ton of errors and obviously did not endear himself to the, or it didn't help with the Philly fans. They booed him unmercifully. Like it was pretty bad. And then throw that on top of the racial component on that. And it was a rough um Rough start to, to his career, but he won the Rookie of the Year, um, and that was the year of the collapse, the 1964 Phillies. So if you want to hear more about that, there is a Back to the Future episode. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts in our archives. Uh, but we know the history of race in Philly and just how they treated Jackie Robinson, how they were the last team to integrate. Um, and this was only seven years after that. And Dick Allen faced a lot of racism in their minor league system, too. They had a team in Little Rock, Arkansas. And, I mean, early 60s, Little Rock, Arkansas. If you know your history, you know it was not a good place for black players to play. But you kind of would think at this point it would have gotten a little bit better. But now, I mean, between the fans, his teammates were still not huge fans of him. And then to top it off, and I don't know the whole story. I got conflicting things about this. But... He came up, they called him Richie Allen, and he was like, uh, Richie's like for a 12-year-old boy, I'm a man, like everybody's always called me Dick, and nobody would call him Dick, like it was just Richie Allen, so I, like, there's definitely a component there to, to, like a racial component there, 
Um, kind of throughout his career, he had some just run-ins with the team and teammates. Uh, at one point, he had a fight with Frank Thomas, who was one of the the more veteran players, popular player on the Phillies. And uh, Thomas swung a bat at him. And basically because he said something to Dick Allen that was had racial undertones, Dick Allen got pissed off, went to punch him, and Frank Thomas hit him with the bat, which led him to getting cut. The Phillies were like, we can't have this. And they didn't want to talk about it. But once they cut him, Frank Thomas went to the media and said, here's what happened. He did this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he punched me first. And the fans then blamed Allen for his release. Um, and to the point where it got bad. Like, he had to wear a batting helmet in the field because people were throwing bottles, batteries, whatever they could find at him. And that's something that he actually did his the rest of his career, even when, I guess, people were nice to him. It was just crazy that, like, because of – race they're they're throwing stuff and he was a star like he was such like a a great player um he did show up late to a game one time in 1969 uh because he got stuck in traffic so they suspended him indefinitely and that ultimately led him to being traded he did come back to the phillies in 75 76 for two seasons but at with the phillies for nine years he was this 1964 rookie of the year three-time all-star 204 home runs he was a 290 hitter um, they retired his number 15 jersey. He's on the Wall of Fame. He should be in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, but he is not. And that is something that I think I saw in a couple years with the Veterans Committee. He's going to be eligible for that. So hopefully he gets in. He definitely had Hall of Fame numbers. And he always said he didn't really care about stats. He just wanted to win. Um, but just a very contentious relationship with the Philly fans. Um majority of it to do with the color of his skin so but he was a superstar rookie of the year and he was just a stud so shout out to dick allen the phillies first black superstar and should be hopefully future hall of famer tough loss for the owls yesterday they were in it in the first half and then they came out flat in the second and it just was brutal um but joey bucket says if they can run the table they're they're in that bubble conversation, that stupid Maryland Eastern Shore and Wagner, those two losses are killing them right now. Or they'd be one of the first four teams either in or out of the tournament. Shitty game for the Sixers. They blew a 20-some point lead, uh, lost to the Knicks. Got to question some of Doc's rotations there. I'm like, eh. Like I, I don't like when he puts like the whole second, the whole bench in for stretches. You got to stagger that. But that's always been his thing. And I feel like that's going to ultimately end up killing them. But... Oh, well. All right. So on this day in 2005, it was Super Bowl 39. The Eagles lost to the Patriots 24-21 in just a pretty sloppy game for them offensively. They didn't do that bad on defense, but they had two turnovers in the first. Uh, They had the red zone interception by McNabb, LJ Smith's fumble. I mean, that game just got off started off on a bad start, though. The first play of the game was when McNabb forgot to buckle his chin strap. And then he got hit. He fumbled, but it got overturned. Like, and it, I feel like they just never got into sync. Yeah, it was tied seven seven at halftime, and it was fourteen fourteen after the third quarter. But I feel like I never really felt like they had a shot to win that game. And like they said, like to me, when McNabb comes out and forgets to buckle his chin strap on the first play of the game, and then fumbles like that, like it, it just was a b- ominous start. Um, 
And then they were down 24-14 in the fourth. And then it was the infamous McNabb drive where there's no sense of urgency. And everybody still blames everybody else. Like people said McNabb was dry heaving. There's no video. I've still not yet to see any video evidence of him puking. Um, they said that it could have been from the hit he received from Teddy Bruschi. And Andy Reid knew that, that he was hurting. So that's why he slowed it down. I, I don't know. But for whatever reason, there was no urgency on that drive. And they wasted a, a ton of time where they ended up scoring. But it, there was not a lot of time left. And uh, I, I don't know. And, I mean, then you have throwing the Spygate thing. Like, there were times where the Eagles defense, like, said the, the Patriots or offense, like, they were calling out the plays. They knew what the Eagles were going to run. So did they cheat? Did they not? I don't know. At this point, we won one. But – it just was an overall sloppy game. Like, and I feel like it set the tone from the very beginning that they were done. And it's almost like they were relieved to be there. And, okay, we won the NFC Championship game. And they sighed. And then it's like, oh, shit, we still got one more game to play. Um, I don't know. McNabb didn't play that bad minus the three interceptions. But, I mean, you can't turn the ball over four times, especially against a Bill Belichick team. Um and with Tom Brady, who was just at the peak of first peak of his career, I guess. Uh, it was their first uh, dynasty. They won three and four years, uh, just overmatched. We would get our revenge uh, years later in Super Bowl 52. But on this day in 2005, the Eagles lost Super Bowl 39 uh, to bring their record in Super Bowls to 0-2. But we have this year's Super Bowl to worry about. We are here. It's time. Let's do it. Shout out to Dick Allen. Go Birds. Have yourselves a Monday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.